Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. We're going to segue away from sports uh, for a moment and talk about one of my favorite topics other than sports, and that is uh, space. And joining us from the website space.com is Mike Wallen. Mike, it's been a while. I, I hope you're doing well. Yep, yep, I am. How are you? Yeah, good to visit with you. And uh, there's, there's always a ton going on, and, uh, including uh, the Chinese sending three astronauts uh, to their growing space station, and uh, their their presence uh, continues to grow. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because you get the sense that with, with China becoming more active, that in some way, shape, or form, there there's a new space race. It's not like the old Soviet Union and the United States trying to get to the moon first in the 60s. That race ultimately won by the United States in July 1969, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Apollo 11. But uh, nevertheless, China becoming more and more active and uh, with, with uh, private companies like SpaceX and others uh, being a bigger and bigger factor here in the United States, uh, we're entered into a very interesting era. Yeah, and there there are a lot of people in, in like the American national security sort of realm who do worry about China and how how capable they're becoming with space. You know, just a month ago they they landed a their first Mars rover, and it seems to be that mission seems to be going well. Um, and now they've just launched like a couple months ago they launched the first module for their space station, and then as as like you said, they just launched three astronauts to that module. They they hope to have it built all done by the end of 2022 and have it operating in low Earth orbit for like 10 years or so. And they're also what, what like American national security officials say, and um, is that they are, are developing anti-satellite technology that they also say Russia is doing that um, to a large extent. And so these, these things worry them. I mean, if, if you're a capable nation in space, you can do a lot of things here on earth, you know, military technology is very dependent on, space assets for for spycraft and for communications and stuff like that so any any advance in space technology can have big implications here on the ground yeah and you bring up a great point because uh i I read anything i can get on what spacex is doing down in texas with their starship and super heavy lift vehicle and there, there have been a number of articles written on how much interest the United States military has on that particular project because of its quick reusability capability. And, and not only can it get heavy payloads into orbit, but 
but there is a potential ultimately for Starship to be able to orbit and land somewhere else on Earth in a relatively quick period of time. And the strategic implications of that well, goes without saying. Yeah, and there, there, there has been some news that yeah, that, like the U.S. military is very interested in Starship for like for for actual, for for like point to point transportation, like you were just sure. saying, super fast trips, you know, and it's huge. This thing is is gigantic. Just the spacecraft part of it is is 165 feet tall, and then there's the and so they can fit a bunch of payload, a bunch of stuff into there, and so they'd be they're very interested and the potential of that to carry huge payloads very quickly anywhere around the world. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, it just, just like we were saying earlier, you know, if you're good at rockets, good at space tech, yeah, it has lots and lots of applications that you don't even like probably realize until years down the road when they all play out. Yeah. And Mike, you, you did a piece, uh, just a day ago at space.com, the, the United States and NASA isn't, out of the launch business, uh, the, the the big rocket that will uh, ultimately uh, send astronauts back to the moon uh, is is being prepared down in Florida. Yeah, um, it's it. Yeah, like it is. We are on our. I mean, NASA is still working to launch the first astronauts to the lunar surface in 2024. We don't know if that's going to happen. You know, that's there, there's not the same pressure on NASA, like under the, the current presidential administration, to really hit that 2024 date. It's sort of assumed that that's going to be relaxed and maybe 2025, 2026 or something. But it's a, it's still a very real goal. It's something that NASA really is is going to do or try their best to do. And yeah, I mean, when they like have the money and the time and and, and the political will is behind a project like this, they they will get it done. Yeah, and you still get the sense, though, that that private enterprises like SpaceX or Jeff Bezos' uh, company that uh, they're going their own way and may may show that capability well before NASA. You get the sense that Elon Musk isn't going to wait around uh, for the go-ahead. That, as we pointed out, they they already have a, a very reliable, robust Falcon 9 program. They're able to launch cargo ships or cargo dragon and uh crew missions with with crew dragon to the international space station and they're reusing these first stages but but starship is is a different animal i mean this is designed to go to the moon go to mars and as you pointed out uh potentially uh haul passengers or cargo uh, in very short order to, to any spot on earth so What's going on down in Texas is is a quantum leap, isn't it? Yeah, and and it is going to help out what NASA wants to do too. You know, I mean they they actually chose, cho- yeah they they like chose Starship as their crewed moon lander, right? So, like when that first when when that first moon mission with astronauts touches down on the lunar surface, they're going to do so in a Starship if all goes according to plan. Although. There's controversy about that because the other two, there are two competing, like kind of private teams, and like one of them was like, like is led by Jeff by by, um, yeah, actually Bezos's company Blue Origin, and they they didn't get that contract and they've protested it and that's still playing out. Um, but yeah, as it currently stands, NASA will use that the the giant Starship vehicle to put its astronauts down on the moon if if everything goes according to plan. So. 
these things work together, you know. I mean, it's not just that there's NASA doing its thing and the private enterprise is doing its thing on this, on this other side and this other silo. These, these things are all part of the same ecosystem and they, they, they kind of reinforce each other. And let's talk a little bit more about what's going on in Texas. Uh, SpaceX, relatively tight lip, but it's, it's easy for outside observers to kind of see what's going on. And it, it sounds as though that Starship did get that one successful hop, if you will. They took Starship up into the atmosphere, brought it back safely to Earth. And now it looks like they're moving on to the next and potentially an orbital flight at some point this year. Yeah, and they they've been very quiet, you know, the um their their like their successful test flight where they went about 6 miles up with the Starship prototype and landed it safely. That was about a month and a half ago now, and they haven't really said much. They haven't it, it's not like it doesn't look like they're going to try for another one of those short hops. It does look like the next big thing they're going to do is an orbital mission. And they they've already filed the the sort of documents with 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 the relevant kind of government regulatory agencies to just set that in motion. We already know what it's basically going to do based on those documents. It'll like, it'll lift off in South Texas, just like the, the short hops have done. But, um, and it'll like use the, like for the first time, want to use the giant first stage rocket part of Starship, which is called super heavy, which has not been involved in the short hops, but they're going to need it for the orbital one. So that's going to launch Starship up toward orbit and then come back down for like a water landing off the Texas coast. And the, and the like spaceship, Starship part of it is going to circle the Earth and land off of Hawaii in the water for a soft water landing, apparently. And like, of course, like apparently, I mean, SpaceX has been tight-lipped about it, as you say, but apparently, like based on people who've talked to people in the know, it seems like they're aiming to try to do that next month if the paperwork gets resolved in time, if all the the environmental reviews and all that get, get resolved in time, which we don't know if they will. Um, but yeah, that it could, it, it's like, it could happen this summer, perhaps as soon as next month. Yeah. And th- that would be extraordinary how quickly they, they've moved on, on building this new system. I mean, this is literally new rocket engines. This is a, a, a mass of rocket on the scale of the Saturn fives that, that sent astronauts to the moon. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 more powerful than the Saturn V, actually. That's um, in its in its its final incarnation. It, it like it will be. It'll be the most powerful rocket that's ever launched. Um, so yeah, there's a. It is kind of surprising. Well, it's surprising in some ways, but not in others. You know, SpaceX likes to move fast, and they like to be ambitious and set hard targets for themselves, and so on. That's that's been shown time and again. But it is kind of surprising that they're that they're just going straight to orbital if that's what they do indeed do after one of those short hops. I mean, they, they, they had like four straight close calls with those short hops where, where, where Starship flew well, and, but four times in a row, it kind of, it botched the like landing it, like landed in the right spot, but came down a little hard. That happened like four times in a row. So maybe they were confident enough with the flight portion. And just once they got the landing fixed, that, that, that was all they needed. Yeah, they are. They aren't messing around. They they are moving fast, and they're going. They're going from milestone to milestone pretty quickly. Yeah, and, yeah, and Mike, that that is something. Stay tuned because super heavy launching Starship on an orbital mission. 
uh, as you pointed out, the most powerful rocket ever built. That'll be must-see TV, and maybe it'll happen this summer. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, Mike, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time, um, and, and hopefully we can visit again soon. Yep, yep, sure thing. Happy to do it. All right, there he is. Mike Wall, uh, writer for Space.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.